You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome back to Changing Lives. So glad that you joined me. We are changing lives with the Word of God. I'm so excited about the Word of God as I'm going to share with you in this podcast. And what I want to focus on today is fear God. Okay. And so the last podcast we talked about fear not. Okay. But in the word of God, it clearly tells us to fear God. And we're going to get an understanding of what, what is God said? Okay. He's telling me not to fear, but then he telling me to fear him. No, it's a little deeper than that. And so we just want to take the word and break it down as we've taken time to, to get an understanding that we are sons and daughters of the King and uh, that we are heir to the throne and that God is with us. He's our shield. He's our exceeding great reward. He will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's always with us. And so we have no need to fear. And so if you didn't get a chance to listen to that podcast, go back and listen to Fear Not, because this is really going to, um, you know, um, complement this particular podcast called Fear Not. Okay. And so, um, you know, and so, when you're dealing with fear, um, of course, we learned about how it incites torment and um, incites uh, uh, bondage. And um, we know with bondage, it paralyzes you. It keeps you from moving forward. Um, you're held captive by whatever uh, you fear um, and whatever ha- ha- holds you captive, you know, you can't move forward from there. And, you know, and so it can torment you. It's a snare. It's got you all caught up in this thing. And so, but as we look through the word of God and just as much as God tells us to fear not these things, okay, he wants us to have an awareness about him that we should be in fear of. Now there's two different types of fear. Okay. You have the scared, um, you know, uh, paralyzing, um, just, you know, fear that I talked about, but then there's a reverential fear. When you understand and you recognize the awe of something, the splendor of something, the greatness of something. And, you know, um, Solomon, King Solomon, he, 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 he put it all in one nutshell. Okay. He said in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, it says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter as he's, observed his life and observed uh, things throughout his life. This is what he concluded. Fear God and keep his commandment for this is the whole duty of man. Okay. And great advice, great, great admonishment to fear God and keep his commandment. And so, and so what we're talking about is the fear that we recognize the kind of God that he is, the great awesome, magnificent God. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. Um, He is ever present, all present. He's here. He's there at the same time. Okay. He's everywhere at the same time. He's grand. He's he, he is the greatest of all times. He is a real goat, right? Okay. And so um, he is supreme. Um, He is the Lord of Lords. 
And he is the king of kings. There is no one higher. There is no one greater. Um, there is nothing greater, nothing stronger than him. Right. It, you know, we sing songs like this. Right. Do we really believe that? OK. And so so this is this great, awesome, magnificent God. And to have that a reverential fear, a fear like I recognize who you are. You know, there's nobody greater, you know, um, you know, there's no one that created me, but you, God, there's no one that put breath in my body, but you, God, you have the power to, 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 to keep me alive, to sustain my breathing and to keep me, (laughs) you know, breathing in air and breathing out and all the systems of my body, causing it to regulate into work. You're the one that has that power. Who else has that power? Um, and so, so there is a reverential, uh, fear that, that we should have of God for who he is and, and all that he entails, all that God is, all that God can be and will be for us. Okay. And so, so that fear is honor, uh, respect, esteem, recognition, acknowledgement, you know, and so all of that type of fear is what we should, it's, it's the God kind of fear that we should have. Okay. And so as I reflect on the two different types of fear, I recognize how the enemy has flipped the script on us because, you know, he does everything diabolically opposed to what God does. So God has it where he he, he created us to, to fear him, which is that honor, the reverence, the respect, esteem. But then the enemy takes it and he uses fear uh, in the negative sense to bring bondage, to bring, um, you know, a uh, 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 torment and, and to be a snare to us where all along God created fear for us to recognize our source, our strength, to recognize where we get whatever we need, which would be from him, right? And so the enemy wants fear to be a state of defeat, a state of entrapment, instead of what God intended it to be, which is a state of empowerment. You can suck on that one for a good while, right? Because let me read, let me read it again. The enemy wants Fear to be a state of defeat, a state of imprisonment, a state of bondage, a state of um, uh, of torment, instead of what God intended it to be, a state of empowerment. When you fear God, you 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 when you honor God, when you the, the type of fear that we're talking about is when you honor him, you when you reverence God, when you respect God, when you esteem God, and and when you do that, you you worship him, okay? That gives us what we need, okay? We get we get hope, we get joy, we get peace, we get empowerment. We're empowered to prosper based on the state that we have uh, uh, as far as how we see God, how we interact with God, how we receive from God, how we give to God, um, when we're in that state of mind and heart of, of, of reverent, reverential fear.
Okay. And so, um, and so a few scriptures, because this is the word of God, right? We're changing lives, right? Get this word in you. Get it, let it become a part of you. Let it, let it be something that soaks and saturates in your spirit, the truth, the truth, so that you can be free, right? So Proverbs 14, 27 says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. That's empowerment. It's a fountain of life. Um, and it goes on to say to depart from the snares of death. Okay. So when you don't have a reverential fear of God, then it, it keeps you in that snare of death, which is exactly where the enemy, where the devil, Satan wants us to be. Okay. We, we, we've been meditating or we shouldn't be meditating on Psalms 91, right? That, that, that should be something that we're, our spirits, our souls, our minds are saturated in a de- on a daily basis. Okay. And so as I've been meditating on this, I think about the scripture that says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And so, um, that that dwelling in that secret place is is you recognize the source to me that's reference you recognize where your hope lies where where your foundation is uh, where you begin where you start and so in that dwelling you are actually reverentially fearing god because you know that that's you go to where your safety is. You go to where your security is. You go to where the one who has all power in his hand, right? You go to that, right? And so as we look at, you know, dwelling in his presence, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But but let's get in our spirits about fearing and reverencing the Lord. In Psalms 27, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Okay. And so in other words, if God is my light, if God is my salvation, this is David, this is David, you know, talking in the songs about, you know, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He's the one that gives me what I need. So who, who should I fear or what should I fear? Okay. The Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid? Okay. So fear of anything else other than God, it causes you to be in a state of bondage, torment, and snare. Okay. So remember that. So as we go back to dealing with in Psalms 91, where it talks about dwelling in that secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. When you recognize in the presence of God, all that it is, all that it involves, um, then you're able to have that reverential fear to know, well, who else is my source? Who who else is my strength? Just like David said, Lord is my, my light and my salvation. You know, where else do I go? Okay. So when you look at dwelling in his, in, in this secret place, it, you, you reverence the presence of the Lord. Okay. You understand how critical the presence of the Lord is, you know? And so, um, and so 
when you reverence the presence of the Lord, then you understand in Psalms 91, what, what, what does it mean by dwelling in that secret place? You know, what does it mean by abiding under the shadow of the almighty? Okay. Um, and, 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 and how critical that is. Right. And so when I look at that word dwell, it means to live as a resident. When you take up residence of a physical place, like when you live in a house or you, you live in an apartment or whatever it may be, that's, that's where your things are. That's where you camp out. That's where you sleep. That's where you eat. You know, I mean, you may go other places temporarily, but you know, to, to maybe get something to eat, you may spend the night somewhere else or go on vacation, just whatever. Prayerfully, we don't take a, we don't take a vacation from the presence of God. We just don't do that. Right. So we dwell, um, uh, in his presence. Okay. And so, but that dwelling means to live as a residence. This, this is, I mean, that means where you are, this is your place. This belongs to you. Okay. But then I look at, at, as we continue on with that 91st Psalm in the first verse, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide. Isn't abide the same as dwelling? Not really. Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That abiding, it means you you not only live as a residence there, but you remain stable and fixed. Okay, so it's a state where it's continual, where you're not going nowhere, where you you that you are settled. You 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 are camping out. <laughs> this is this is for life, okay. And so this is what the scripture is telling us when when we take up residence in the presence of God in in His in 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 the secret place where He resides, okay. That means we're going to have the ability to be able to be stable and fixed, okay. Now we're talking about fearing God, and we when we've talked about in previous podcasts about fearing not. Okay. So all of this comes into play. You know, when we fear God, we fear God because we recognize who he is and therefore we reverence his presence. Okay. I mean, think about when you're in a, um, a worship encounter and you can tangibly feel his presence. You can sense his presence, you know, there's an awe because you know that one his wherever his presence is, there's liberty. Wherever his presence is, there there is healing that will take place. There is deliverance that will take place. Wherever his presence is, he has the the, the awesome ability to to incite direction and guidance and affirmation and peace and joy wherever his presence is. And so that is just, it's just an incredible place to be. So this, this particular scripture is saying that you'll be fixed in that. Oh my gosh, I can take a lap. (laughs) I can take a lap with this. You'll be fixed in it. You'll be stable in that. You know, when you, when you, when you think about when you're owning a place, you know, I think about, you know, down through the years we may have been, you know, and, you know, we, my family, we've lived in apartments, we've lived in houses that we may have owned. Um, but it's different when you live in a place that, you know, um, that you own and it's paid for when it's paid for, no one can take anything from you. But if you're in a position where maybe God forbid, you know, but it's, it's a reality for some where, you know, you can barely pay the rent. So you have the insecurity of, you know, um, 
not knowing if whether you'll be able to stay in that place for a long protracted period of time or or maybe it's just some things going on with, you know, with the house where it maybe it needs fixing. You know, the roof needs fix, needs to be fixed or, you know, the plumbing needs stuff going on with the plumbing, just different things that may be going on. And, and, and even though you live there, it's not a place where you can where you can feel like that you have safety, where you have, you know, stability, where you have, where things are just peaceful and just great. And, you know, and so, but the presence of God is not like that. Okay. You, you're able to abide and be fixed and you have all of the benefits that he loads us up with daily. It's incredible. It's awesome. You know, and second Corinthians 12 um, is talking about uh, his grace, how his grace is sufficient for us. And then in the Amplified version, the latter part of that, it says, therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and my infirmities that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah may rest. Yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. That's when you recognize, because, you know, when, when you look to be in his presence, then you recognize I need someone greater than me. <laughs> and, and that's his presence. That's just being in his presence. I need someone who knows more than I know. I, uh, you know, that's who I'm going to reverence. That's who I'm going to look to. And so what this scripture is talking about, how his grace is sufficient, is talking about the insufficiency and what we don't have and what we need. And it's talking about his, his, his strength and his power pitching a tent over us and dwelling upon us. And that's, that's something that you want to happen. Okay. But it cannot happen unless you have a reverence, a reverential fear of God for, for, of his capability, of his ability, of, 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 of his sovereignty, uh, what he can do. I mean, there is nothing that he cannot do unless he, willingly surrenders it to us, you know, um, there's nothing he can't do. I mean, we are his only, um, you know, when, when he gives us whatever his capability is, we become the only limitation to him. So it behooves us to release to us our weaknesses so that we won't keep God in a box, that we won't hold him down. Okay. But we're talking about his presence. We're talking about reverencing his pre- presence, having a fear for who he is. Right. Okay. And so let's look at the example of Adam, Adam and Eve. And, and we recognize that of course, Adam, Adam and Eve, and you know, what happened when, you know, Eve partook, partook of the, of the fruit that she was forbidden to partake of. And that's how sin entered into the world. But immediately after that, um, before that, they were covered, they were protected, they were abiding, they were dwelling in the secret place, right? They were, um, you know, just in a, in a, 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 they were in Eden. I mean, just a perfect place where there was no fear. They weren't ashamed. They weren't afraid. Okay. And. Um, but when all, when, when they stepped out of that place of, of reverencing God for, you know, who he is, him knowing all things. Okay. Um, that's when sin came in. Okay. And then when that began to happen, the covering was lifted. Okay. And so in Genesis three, 10, it says, and 
He said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So what what Adam was saying was when when he heard God's voice, because before sin entered in, before they did what they you know, what God told them not to do, um, they were fellowshipping with God. They were communing with God. They were recognizing that God is their source, their strength. They're all in all. They had everything that they need. But then when they stepped outside of, you know, um, what God had, had told them to do, really what happened was they didn't fear God. And that very instance when they partook of that fruit, they began to lose their reverence for God. All that God was, all that God could be for them, all that God would be for them, they lost their reverence for God. And so when that happened, so when that happens is they stepped from out of his covering. They stepped from out of that dwelling place, their residence. They stepped from out of abiding, being fixed and, and secure. They stepped from out of that. So they lost their covering. And when they lost their covering, they began to recognize how naked they were, and they became ashamed. Now, of course, we know physically they were naked, and and they became ashamed. But symbolically, um, it, it, it relates to how when we step from out of God's covering, when we lose that reverence for God, that fear for God, we literally step out from under the covering, His protection. His, uh, you know, from his shield, from his, um, you know, from 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 him being our reward, you know, our answer, our guidance, our direction, our strength, our all in all. Okay, and so, so what immediately happens? We leave the door open for fear to come in, for torment, for uh, for bondage. For, for the snare of the enemy to snatch us and to hold us captive to his plan and his way. And so, so when, when Adam heard God's voice this time, why he became afraid. He was afraid because he was naked because he, because he didn't understand it, but he, in his nakedness, he had lost his covering. Okay. And so, and so when we reverence God, we reverence his presence, we reverence his ability to cover us, to protect us, to keep us. And if, as you go along further in Psalms 91, this is what it says. This is after he says, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. This is what, this is what he says as it relates to fear, torment, terror, whatever is connected to fear. Okay. It says Psalms 91, the fifth verse, it says, thou shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And it says, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. So when you have a reverence, a reverential fear for God, therefore you have a reverence for his presence. Uh, and that's no matter where you are dwelling in the secret place. Okay. So it's not just a building. It's, 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 it's a state of being 
when you dwell in the secret place, that means when the enemy tries to incite, you know, negativity, fear or whatever, you refuse to come out of your residence of being in that secret place. I talked about in a message uh, that I ministered dealing with uh, the all factor and, and bringing an understanding to what our heavenly place is. So what you're doing is when you dwell in that secret place, you're dwelling in your heavenly place, okay? Which means you have a reverential fear of God for his presence in the heavenly place. And so when all the stuff that the enemy throws our way, when we refuse to step out of that place, glory to God, then this is what happens. When terror comes by night, when there's re- evil reports, when there's bad reports, negative reports, when there's diagnoses that are uh, that seem like they're unfavorable, it won't phase us. Why? Because we're in a place where fear cannot reside, where fear has no it, it has it is not welcome, where fear cannot be comfortable, where fear cannot, you know, take up residence. OK. It's not in that atmosphere, our secret place, our heavenly place, God's presence, all of the above. It's the same thing, right? Okay. And so, so fear and the presence of God cannot reside. So how do we buffer fear? We buffer fear by having a conscious awareness, a continual perpetual conscious awareness of God's presence, of who God is, um, and what he has, what he can do, um, his greatness, all of those things, having that awareness on a continuous basis. And if we have to do whatever we got to do to constantly remind ourselves, that's what we need to do. OK, so so we have to ask God to help us through the Holy Spirit to have a continual awareness of his presence. OK, and when we have that continual awareness, that consciousness of God's presence, you know, and what his presence entails, then it will help us to be able to understand that there is not a circumstance or a situation that is greater than God. Okay, so when we sing our God is greater, I mean, come on now, if we're singing our God is greater then if we're fearing, then something is not something's not adding up. Has it just become a song we sing to tickle our ear, to make us feel good for that moment? Or has it become a revelation that has become a part of us that we won't let go? That when we're faced with situations, circumstances, adversity, calamity, sickness, disease, all of those things, that it is that song is such a reverberating, resounding reality in us that we cannot be shaken by fear. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and act like I never fear. Okay. But what I have an understanding is I can't allow fear to reside. So fear will present itself to you. But what do you do with fear when it presents itself to you? You got to flip the script. You got to recognize, okay, the enemy flipped the script on this thing called fear that he wants me to fear man. He wants me to fear circumstances. He wants me to fear situations. He wants me to fear everything but God, right? So if I flip the script on the enemy, when he presents fear, 
no matter where it's coming from or how he's trying to present it, flip the script on fear and begin to recognize, okay, I'm going to fear the presence of God. I'm going to fear who God is, not fear what the enemy is trying to get me to fear. I'm going to flip the script and fear who God is. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to reverence him. And, 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 and even if in that, those moments when fear is presented to you, you have to begin to worship God. You have to begin to, 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 to lift up the name of Jesus, to acknowledge how the greatness of God, even if you have to declare God is greater, God is stronger, whatever you got to do, flip the script on the enemy. So he's written the script about fear, torment, bondage, a snare, all of that being paralyzed. No, but when you rewrite the script, that's flipping the script. You rewrite the script and you say, no, I will fear no man. I will feel no thing because the Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. I'm not going to fear anything else but God. And that type of fear is a reverential fear, which is my place of empowerment, which is my place of refuge, which is my place of peace, which is my place of joy, which is my place of security and assurance. That's what I'm going to do. So I encourage you, you know, get get the word of God on the inside of you. Get an understanding of what this thing is that the enemy's trying to do. There is fear running rapid all throughout the land. Okay. Everybody, you know, has to deal with fear. It's presented to you, but what will you do? And my prayer is that you will flip the script and that you will fear God and that you will keep his commandment. Hallelujah. So that you can prosper and be all that God has called you to be. I know this message has been a blessing to you. Come on now, share it with somebody else so that they won't be in bondage to fear so they can receive the empowerment that you just received. Just admit that dose, (laughs) glory to God, uh, of, of being of good courage. Okay. Share it with somebody else. Let them know that they don't have to be in bondage, that they don't have to be in their home and be in fear and and all of these things that the enemy is inciting in them. Share it with them and then like it also so that this message can be more far reaching. Share your comment of how this message has been a blessing to you. And I know it has. So I see you next time. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.